Heidi ho and Heidi hi and Heidi ho. What is that? Always sounds like something you'd say to a to a dwarf who's also a slut. Heidi ho, supposed to hi ho. Whatever. Hi guys, welcome to What's for Dinner, episode one fifty one. Ah, fun times on this one. One of my favorite comics that's working now, Brian Scalaro, is our guest. Brian, not only one of the nicest guys you'll uh, meet in comedy, really one of the funniest, just naturally funny, just always. I, I can't even explain it. Just one of those guys that just exudes, exudes humor. And uh, we had a lot of fun on this episode. Allison's with us this week. And um, Brian and Allison uh, have a little early session of medicine. Wink, wink. And then we just have a lot of fun talking about movies, especially 80s movies and then comedy. And just uh, like a normal show, just kind of hanging out, shooting the shit. And just a lot of fun, as usual. And uh, for anybody out there who wants to have a lot of fun seeing me live, what a segue! Uh, got some dates coming up before I head back on the ships. Um, this week, tomorrow, actually, I'm going to be at Flappers in Burbank doing two shows. The early show, Dana Carvey's headlining, but I'm doing a spot on that show. And then I'm headlining the 10 o'clock show at Burbank. If you want any free tickets for tomorrow, email me real quick, and I'll send you a link to where you can get a free coupon to see my show. And then next week on the um, 30th, I'll be at the Ice House in Pasadena, again with Dana Carvey. And then on the 1st and 2nd of May, I'll be back at Burbank Flappers headlining the Yoohoo Comedy Show all weekend. Always a lot of fun. And uh, Monday the 4th, I'll be in Hollywood at Sal's Comedy Hall with Allison. She'll be there too. And then after that, I'll be working the cruise ship again. So stay tuned for episodes from the cruise ship. Okay, I'm rambling. Enough of that. Sit back and enjoy episode 151 of What's for Dinner with Brian Scalaro. Bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Man, it, man, it, man. Talking, talking about what's ever on man, their man, minds. Man, it. I don't, don't? Do, I don't do guests anymore on my, uh, my, my podcast. I just, uh, what do I do? I just do weird shit by myself. Play different voices by myself. <laughs> I interview myself and stuff. I've tried. <laughs> no, I did that once for a couple episodes when I was on the road, and I just wanted to do something. I so interviewed yourself. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I do now. Just all the way through. I wasn't good at that. <laughs> I edit it. Take out things that weren't funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I never edit this, so be funny. I'll try. We should probably save these stories. Oh, we're going. We're, we're, some, uh, we're recording. Bags. We started. Okay. We've been recording for a half hour. Thanks for stopping by, Brian. We'll see you later. Take care. Are we really recording? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going. Uh, yeah, we don't introduce anybody on this thing. We just I like jump it. right just in. Just fucking have at you. This is how we exactly. do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So welcome to the to welcome to the humble abode. Thank you. It's very yeah. relaxing. The studio Thanks. slash living room, as we call it. It's it very relaxing. Tis. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, but yes, we're sitting here with Brian Scalaro, mm-hmm. one of a. Uh, Honestly, one of my favorite comics. You're Thank one of those you. guys that I can literally watch every time in life. Really? Thank yeah. you, man. That means a lot. No, I'm, I'm being dead serious. Much. I feel the same way about you. Oh, he won't watch Thank many you. people, but I've watched him go back in because he wants to see Brian. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. That makes yeah. me feel good. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. No, absolutely, sure man. Well, guy, take care. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. You can check him out at uh, BrianScalaro.com. BrianScalaro.com. Love no, we were, um, before this show, we were talking about 80s movies, some of uh, our classic Chevy Chase. Well, we were talking yeah. about uh, Seems Like Old Times right. with Chevy Chase, Goldie Hawn, Charles Gordon. Robert Guillaume. Robert Guillaume. Carter. And uh, uh, Jay Sanders directed it, who directed I Love Lucy, Soap. Did he uh, direct I Love Lucy? Cosby Show, Mary Tyler Moore. No, I think he worked on I Love Lucy as assistant director or something, and then he started directing 
Mary Tyler Moore and all that shit. Which really? and soap, which is why Robert Guillaume is in Seems Like Old Times. Oh, that because he was the butler on soap. Isn't that the guy was who was also um, the <laughs> the monkey in <laughs> Lion King? He was the monkey in the Lion King. I know. Which I, I know think that was, reference. Uh, I think that was a little racist that you do that. Yes, I I gotta be oh, honest. Oh no, I've just I, I only just knew because of his. <laughs> I was like, oh wait, shit, that was really bad. No, no, he, bad no, it wasn't bad. And he hit it was just joking, and he hits uh, the lion. As soon as you said head. Robert Guillaume or however Guillaume. you said Guillaume. Guillaume. He also, was, really he also played... good at languages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phantom and Phantom of the Opera. When was this? Well, I mean, on Broadway or on oh, was like, stage. Yeah. Well, yeah that's weird. That. Benson was the vampire. Benson was the vampire. He was a vampire. The Phantom of the Governor's Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jerry Seinfeld was in the first three episodes of Benson and he got fired. I remember that, that, yeah. He was the comedy Jews, the joke writer for the speeches. So basically he had Pete's job, who Pete came later on. I didn't so know the show he that was well. The pre- well, I mean, I read this. I haven't even seen him on one episode yet. And the famous story is that Jerry Seinfeld showed up for the table read for the fourth episode. And you know how they have your name on a piece of paper right in front of your chair. So you right. know what I said. Uh, he couldn't find his name. He couldn't find his chair. So he's like, yeah, hey, I just can't. You know, I don't know my chair. So then somebody was like, oh, I see. And they just took him outside and told him that he had been fired and nobody had told him. Wow. Isn't that a a great story? That's a really funny story. I love it. Here's another good story. Red Fox had all (laughs) Jewish writers on Stanford and Son. And then one day he was getting a lot of shit from uh, the black community. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to hire all black writers. And he hired a whole bunch of black writers. And then they showed up for the table read. And Red Fox didn't think the script was funny. And halfway through he just got up and said, go get my Jews. (laughs) (laughs) Bring me my Jews. And he just walked out. That's (laughs) fucking brilliant. Yeah, all the Jewish people were back. You know oh, that uh, yeah. that <laughs> that uh, Red Fox story about Vegas. Yeah, and I love how The Simpsons commented on it. Yes, Steve they Martin. did. Yeah. It was the episode with the uh, garbage commissioner. Yes, when Homer became. Yeah, I, I love that you knew that reference. Yeah, yeah, I would knew it immediately. Red Fox walks out on stage in Vegas, and they play the Sanford and Son, uh, Sanford and Son theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their cue is that he play it when he leaves. So it's at the front. There's a band there behind him. Dun, dun. So, so they play that when he comes out, play that when he leaves. So he walks out, they go, and then he looks out, and there's like just 50 people in the crowd. He goes, ah, fuck this. And he walks off and goes, like, somehow that story has hit in the stand-up comedy of folklore. Something happened. Do you still hear him? Yeah, I can hear me. I hear Something's wrong with them with my headphones. I don't hear it. Like There we go. There Sorry. you go. Yeah, you know, we're really good and technical here. Yes. <laughs> What's yeah. for dinner? Oh, there have been many, many technical issues. What is but, for dinner? Uh, you're you're, you're uh, smoking it uh, right oh, now. That's right. It's good stuff. Uh, um, we might have chicken later. That sounds nice. <laughs> chicken pepperoni. <laughs> 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 Not now, Fred. <laughs> Don't start with me, Fred. That's from Seems Like Old Times. Jace, yeah, see that on it. Like they were Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn were a really good comedy pair. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised uh, they only did two. I Two think movies, right? The more the what I want, you know, like Chevy Chase is really good in some things, and like some scenes he's on the money. Yeah, and in some scenes it seems like he's just kind of like walking through it, phoning it in, and you're phoning it in, or like I don't know if he has, you know, it's just like his brain goes another direction. It's not, th- you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but sometimes he's he's fucking excellent. Um, like in Hero, he was great in Hero. He's uncredited as Gina Davis's boss. Remember the movie with... Uh, yeah, I didn't even remember he was in that. With Dustin yeah. Hoffman, Gina Davis, Andy Garcia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does a whole oh funny God. thing with pencils. And he's, he was really good in that movie. 
Oh. And he was good in the Memoirs of an Invisible Man. I, you know what? I really liked that movie. Yeah. It got such... It, it was shit on. Yeah. But I thought he was great. Him, Daryl Hannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what's his name? Not Liam Neeson. It was uh, the first time you see a lot of things, like the food in his, in his stomach. Yeah, special effect-wise. Yeah, like that was the first time like an Invisible Man stuff did that uh, kind of yeah. movies did that kind of shit. It was re- it was a really good film. Yeah. yeah, you're like a walking movie encyclopedia. I love this. I I love movies. I I love it. I, I always do a Roger Ebert does. You know Roger Ebert used to watch. Well, now he's dead, so he doesn't do this anymore. Well, he used to. He might still watch. He used to be dead. I think he's still dead. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. He yeah. You don't hear from him he's anymore. Back. But yeah. he anyway, I love the guy. He would watch movies twice. He would watch a movie once to enjoy it, and as a as a movie fan, and then watch it a second time as a critic to see. What went wrong or what went well, that and why the movie was good or why the movie was bad. Wow, that way he's not just going into it nitpicking from the get go. Yeah. He gets to watch it and enjoy it. That's yeah. so awesome. Good for yeah. him. I think, I, I think he was great. See, I actually have a knack, and I've talked about this on the show before. That's what I do. But you might, you might be able to challenge me. Okay. Because um, I'm like, when it comes to 80s movies, that's my wheelhouse. Okay. If you quote any 80s movie to me. Right. 95% of the time I can tell you what it's from. Well, here's one. It's not a famous quote, but every time I do this, <laughs> it's a nobody... <laughs> it's not really a good quote, but I just love the way it's said in the movie. Okay yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I just I saw he was concerned. Okay. I just don't want her to be a bitch. Talk yeah. about the cat, not Allison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we both right. could be pussies. Well, uh, the main characters come up from the floor, and you hear, There they are! <laughs> exactly. It's not a great quote. Well, good luck with that one. Wait, let's just describe the scene. I right had quick. to describe the scene because the line's not good on its own. The main characters come up from the floor and you hear, There they are! <laughs> it's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> I do, I, that's the stuff I quote. To me. Okay. Well, it's Ghostbusters. I just love the way the woman yells, There they are! I've seen the movie like 60 times. But when they come up from the floor, it was just clearly like, We need a there they are. Before the crowd starts clapping, so some woman they called oh, some woman oh, in for an ADR session. Oh, when they come after the earthquake at the yeah, front yeah, of the yeah. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, a yeah. stupid line. Yeah. Okay. okay, how about this one? Uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, I well, um, the what the wrote. hell's happening? What the hell's happening? What the hell's happening? Oh. Two different characters talking. What the hell is happening? What the hell's happening? <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I do really hard ones. Oh, uh, no one knows familiar, these. familiar though. Uh, care? I'm gonna get rid of it because it's not. Five, four, wait, 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 wait. Three. What oh, the hell's happening? Three and what a half. The... Oh, I'm it's gonna... not, um. What the hell's happening? Okay, we'll try to give you another is that one. The, is that the way he, the person says it? <laughs> There's two different people. A woman says, What the hell is happening? And the old man says back to her, What the hell's happening? <laughs> oh, oh, jeez. All right, uh, this, I'll give you another quote from the movie. Um, I know this. What is that, uh, that, uh, that pungent taste? Oh, the parrot! They, they put up some squaw. I can imagine. Oh. Wait, am I gonna see the name of? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh What's Eva Braun doing for for her eyes? Using Catherine Hepburn's? I'm so sorry. Come here, cat. God here. damn! I think I know this, but I. Can't. These are good. You're stumping me. Yeah, Fuck. I, I want to give him the one we were talking about last wait, wait, night. Wait, hold on, hold on. We want to see if he can get one. There's the famous quote. I'm not an actor. I'm a movie star. Uh, Tootsie? No. No, no, That's no, a good no. movie. Though. Great movie. Uh, Did you know that both two... Th- no, that's... Um, number one. Um, of- um, um, oh, God. Now you got to know it. That's the famous line. <laughs> that it, it, with, uh, I need Alan Swans as big as I can get them. Yes, that's... Um, the Himalayas. 
The Himalayas. Oh. Uh, uh, my favorite year? Yeah. Good movie. How do you like that? I saw it once. Uh, once. once? It's a great movie. It's you got to see movie. it again. It's an excellent movie. That was, um, oh, what was his name? You know what that's uh, based on? What's that? You know what that's based on? Did you ever uh, see my favorite? Neil name? Simon no, play, right? No, no, it's based on the writer's room of uh, your show of shows with Caesar, oh, Caesar. Oh, Caesar yeah. and oh, Carl Reiner. Mel Brooks, the movie is based on the time that Mel Brooks had to babysit Errol Flynn when he came to guest host your show of shows, which was the original Senate Live on the same right, of fucking course. stage. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. But so, also the... Um, so the movie's based on that. But Neil Simon wrote a play called Laughter on the 23rd Floor. Which I saw, uh, yes. Which is based it's on... It's a movie this. with uh, Mackenzie Aston and uh, uh, Nathan Lane and Dan Casanella. And there's all, they also did a Broadway musical over for a while. Really? But it's based... The main character is Mel Brooks. You know, Laughter on the 23rd Floor is not about the time Errol Flynn came. My favorite year... Is is about the time Errol Flynn came. Well, that makes sense. But Otherwise, Laughter on the Twenty Third. That is about the writer's room yeah, for yeah. your show. Shows still. So yes, and, where Neil uh, Simon was a writer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, Neil Simon, well. Woody Allen, uh, Larry Gilbert. Yep. Do you have like a genre that you're better with than others? Uh, well, I'm, I'm uh, probably comedy and you know and drama. But I mean, dramas. like year wise, like a de- like a decade. No, I, a... I think I'm just. I, I really. I grew up watching. My father showed us a lot of movies. Okay. Growing up, so we grew up. We grew up watching movies. My father has a love of movies. I got so. a good one. I got a couple of good ones. I want to give him the one that we did last night. All right, see okay. if you can get this one. A man. Oh, Jesus, honey. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have pulled the. <laughs> yeah, there, there is a microphone here with amplification in her ears. Jesus. Mine is very low, so I don't hear things very well. I'm <laughs> I, sorry. I couldn't hear it. I'm I so sorry. I feel like guys. it's a. Like, I always. I'm picturing the first thing I picture is the. Oh, I know where that's from. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Nice. Beautiful. Very good. Well, Very that's, good. that's sort of an easy one if you're a baby buff. Okay, I got an older one for you. This is from the 60s. Remember, hold the mic back. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to scream. I'm sorry. Gonna, I couldn't hear. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, how would I say this? I'm going to try to do the impression, too. Okay. <laughs> you love her, and she can't stand the sight of you. I don't know it. Um, oh, God. I mean, it, it's an older movie. It's from the 60s. You say you watched a lot of your Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know that one. Um, what if I tell you that Tony Randall said it? Oh. She can't oh, uh, I believe that was no, no, it's Breakfast did. at Tiffany's. Uh, you're along. The, you're in the right ballpark, but no, it's yeah. uh, Rock Hudson, Doris Day. No, no, it. No, it's Pillow Talk. Never I mind. never saw it. Oh, yeah, me neither. Okay. Yeah, movie. Tony Randall was great. Yeah, Tony Randall's fabulous. Did you ever see a movie called That's Adequate? No. Oh, it's it's this kind of almost cult. That'd be a funny name for a porno, though. <laughs> It's funny you should say that. Um, <laughs> the movie is basically, it's like this, um, almost like a spinal tap kind of thing, like right. a documentary about a fake movie studio called that, uh, Adequate, Adequate Studios. But, hey, Birdie! <laughs> she just literally swiped Brian on his head. <laughs> just like Stop tapped that. him on the head. She didn't use claws, though. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Tapped. Well, that means, she, that means you're it, Chaser. <laughs> Tag. Um, let her, let her hide. No, uh, James Coco stars in it. Love James Coco. James Coco is hilarious. I mean, all-star cast. James Coco, Jerry Stiller, Ann Mirror, Ben Stiller in early, early, early. A lot of comics are in it. Bud Friedman's in it. Bud Friedman. Uh, Richard Lewis. Wow. Um, what movie is this again? Robert Townsend. Rick Overton is in it. It's called That's Adequate. And uh, Tony Randall is like the narrator and host throughout this documentary. And at one point, um, <laughs> they talked about some old, like, 20s musical review that Adequate put on and Tony Randall goes let's take a stroll down memory lane I'm sure we all remember the song come on along and see my schlong <laughs> and then it cuts <laughs> to this guy in this old like uh, 
like um, nineteen, like you know, breakfast and breakfast in your pajamas kind of guy. One of those hats dancing along with this breakfast giant in, in dick. He's like, "Come on along and see my schlong. That's You're gonna love it, baby." With that's it. funny. Yeah, yeah, it was very funny. Yeah, it sounds funny. Random. Yeah, Tony, I love good comedies, man. Tony Randall seems like he. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, Tony Randall. Tony Randall seems like every once in a while there's a guy or girl that when they get put on something, whether it's a movie or a show, it's their performance. That is the movie, and also it's in the sense that it brings the genius out of everybody else. Exactly. Like He's Tony Randall, I think, got on The Odd Couple, and Jack Klugman was great. But I think that Jack Clubbing was great because he because had to Tony. be because he's working with Tony exactly. Randall, yeah. who's escalating every line, every unfunny line, or every half funny line, or every funny line. He's figuring out how to get a giant laugh. Yeah, and, uh, and so that is that's the same wonderful. With talk. You should watch that and see uh, Rock Hudson and Doris Day, who were already stars in their own right together. But there's something about pitting this funny man against them. It was so yeah, good. that's interesting. Well, I was oh, going to say so same with Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer did that. Yeah, because yeah, they he up people's games. Totally. They said uh, they said on Cheers that they would purposely write very unfunny lines see, just to see how I Kelsey mean, could make them funny. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Because he was uh, so prolific at that. He's a, and he actually he's a. Have you ever seen him do Jack Benny? Who are we talking about again? Kelsey Ma- Grammer. Standish. What? Kelsey Grammer doing yeah, Jack yeah. Benny? No, no. Oh, apparently he's a huge Benny fan and he does a spot on impression like. Oh, he seems very funny to me. Are you a Marx Brothers fan? That's the who I grew up watching. Oh, me too. I think the first movie I can remember is Marx Brothers and Night at the Opera, uh, and then followed by Duck Soup. Oh, Duck Soup's my favorite. Yeah, no, we uh, I was raised on the the first four Marx Brothers movies. Yeah. So it was like Animal Crackers. Oh um, yeah, Ducks. the first one. Oh man, interesting. Ducks. My father, I had to go on my own and find Animal Crackers. My oh, father liked okay. the Irving Thalberg ones oh, with. Okay. Uh, that was when it was just the three of them, wasn't it? Just the three of them. The ones were after Zeppo left. He, he did like duck soup, and he did like oh. horse feathers. So lot. horse feathers, animal crackers, and then um, what was the one on the boat? Monkey business. Monkey business. Monkey business. No, I, that was the first three that I remembered seeing. Was actually horse feathers. Uh, they're fantastic. Duck soup. They're they're amazing. To comedy. me, it's like we were talking about Tony Randall. Irving Thalberg came in, and was like, you know what? I think the problem is with you guys because I don't know if you know the story. Chico Marx played poker. With Irving Thalberg, who was at the head, head of some movie studio. I don't remember if it was Universal or Jam. Yeah. And this cat is crazy. Yeah, I know. She, it's because it's her chair, so she's sort of like, what she are you has doing a, in She my has chair? a gun. <laughs> By the way, if you want to get really comfortable, that chair becomes something even better. Ready? A car? Your foot up? I can just drive out. No, this chick comes out. Well, that's too much. Okay. That too yeah, much? We'll fall asleep. Yeah, right? He's going to like have... Put grandma back in position. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, thanks. We got it. Sorry. What are we uh, talking, talking about? talking about Chico Marx and... Uh, that oh, meeting. so Chico was a fantastic uh, gambler. Well, he wasn't fantastic, but he gambled a lot. So uh, Irving Thalberg lost to him, and he, was, and he was like, I'll tell you what, you don't got to pay me, because they just lost their contract at another studio, which oh, was after Duck that's Soup, because right, right. Duck Soup didn't do great. Didn't do bad, but it didn't do great. It's, it's funny, it's like their biggest one since yeah, then. It's yeah, it's top ten, you know, comedies of all time. She's on the list. Yeah. So uh, he said, oh, if, you, if you give us, if you give my brothers a contract, we'll, uh, I'll let you not owe me the money. So then he goes, all right. So he, then he lets them, he, he come, they come in for a meeting, and they, he stands them up. He's like, he's always held up, he's held up. So the, the Marx Brothers were upset because they thought they were celebrities, you know, and they thought they, they rose up the ladder and they weren't about to just be treated badly. So uh, they, <laughs> he was in his office, but he wouldn't come out. He was on the phone. He had long meetings. So they just barricaded him in his office with his own waiting room furniture. <laughs> so then he couldn't get out. So the next time, 
They came, he kept them waiting. They allowed him in the office, but he kept them waiting. So they they just call, they just said his. Uh, I think they took off all their clothes and said, "I pile books on fire." <laughs> so he comes in and they're all just sitting there naked, like the scene in uh, Night at the Opera. <laughs> and so uh, he's, he, the guy orders potatoes and he just hangs out with him. So, <laughs> so orders he, potatoes. So he's like, "What do we need to make your movies great?" I think, unlike your first four movies, there's no bad guy. And there needs to be a bad guy, and I think that it's got to be you guys fighting the bad guy for somebody else, maybe young lovers or something. And I think that you got to endear yourself to the audience more by being good guys, because right now you're good and bad. And I think that you guys got to be good guys, but with a, a bad, like a naughty streak, a selfish streak. But you stand up, like you stand up to people who pushed you around or high society, because it's during the depression and stuff. Gotcha. After the How depression, yeah. so uh, he said, "I'm going to send you on the road, and you can uh, do the scenes. You can do like five comedy scenes, and then you have the young couple will come sing a couple of songs, and then we'll show them to audiences, and you can time the laughs like a like a performance, like a play. Interesting, because that's how they. So uh, wow. that's what they took away from them. There was no, they weren't on Broadway anymore. They were in the movies. So they didn't have any way to to test the bits. Yeah, so they used to go out and test the bits, and that. So that's why." I think Irving Thalberg up up their game. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? So it's all unified, no matter how stoned I am. Wow, nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah I was totally raised on the Marx Brothers, but I didn't get the experience to see the later ones until later. I, I my grandparents had taped, I don't know, off of AMC or something. Good old fashioned Jews. We're not paying for this. We're gonna tape it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they I, they schooled me on that. That's what made me. I yeah, we I, my father still has the same copy. Of a night at the opera on VHF, the top loading VHS. Wow. Yeah. You know. He still owns one of those? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I used to. Yeah. Did you ever see uh, Brain Donors? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. With Bob Nelson. Bob Nelson, and John, John Turturro. It's a good movie. And Mel, Mel Smith. And they take Mel Smith was the Smith. albino from Princess Bride. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And that, but that was Night at the Opera, essentially, that was a, right? The, that was a, it. Yeah, they were trying to do it. But, yeah. it, but I, I liked the movie. The I thought it was great. It got it was totally, an homage, like, yeah, exactly. buried. It was a Sucker Brothers movie. Yeah. It got, yeah. I, I thought it was an homage, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, like, they weren't even trying to hide it. No, it was it was a blatant. Yeah. Like, but it wasn't but it was a nice remake. But it wasn't a full remake. So it was like, yeah. Great it was an homage, a stylized Bob, Bob Nelson is out of his mind dumb. And then, and then John Turturro goes, you should go back to school. He goes, I hated teaching. It's <laughs> 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 a lot of good lines in that movie. Did you ever work with Nelson? What's that? Did you ever work with Bob Nelson? No. I always wanted to. I got to work with him a few times back when I lived in Florida. Yeah, it like, fun. Really nice guy, but... At the time, and I assume it's still the same, very big, like, Jesus freak. Bob Nelson? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, became born again. and. <sighs> well, I understand. I can't judge anybody's. Yeah. yeah. No, I can't either. But, but I remember uh, he was telling me a story about when he met Red Skelton. Interesting. Yeah. And because um, he said, like, that was his idol. Obviously, if you've seen Bob Nelson's act, you can totally see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, uh, <laughs> he said. It's... I do pantomime. But there's, <laughs> when I make sound effects, and there's and words talking. in it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, that was his HBO special. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. Uh, no, he just said, like, um, <laughs> he said, he goes, yeah, I was talking to Red Skeleton, and Red said, you skeleton. don't curse in your uh, skeleton. And he said, you don't curse in your act. And I said, no, well, Mr. Skeleton, actually, I, I curse a little. He goes, no, you don't curse in your act. And he said, from then on, he never used profanity again. So even, if you remember that bit from the HBO special with the uh, pantomime about the waking up at the farm. Yeah, and the, the duck. duck. This was like, one of the greatest five-minute bits of all time. Absolutely. And yeah. just he grabs a duck and he goes, I can't do the voice. Poo -poo. But the duck goes, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, Whatever. yeah. 
like when he does it now, or at least when I saw him, it was like, oh, shoot. Like, he would not curse at all. Wow. Just completely family-friendly. Red Skilton. I think that's what Groucho Marx did to Bill Cosby. You know? What do you mean? Well, there's an old interview online where Groucho Marx is being interviewed by Bill Cosby. I don't know. And he was just like, uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe Bill Cosby just grew up wanting to be clean. I was going to bring up before that if I could, like one of my big Hollywood crushes, if honestly I could go back in time, I would do anything to fuck Groucho Marx. Interesting. That's fu- I mean, he's just, he's just brilliant. Like, I just want him to just do one-liners at me while he's pumping away, yeah, that too. See, that's, I, I, I tried to accommodate her. I put grease paint on and went down on her, but then I left this weird thing down there. That's yeah, all. Listen, <laughs> yeah. The cigar left, is still in there. I left my Groucho Mark. <laughs> oh. Hello, everybody. I just made me grouchy. I, was, I, I wanted to try her duck soup. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's ridiculous. We're not going to Instead, I found horse feathers. You guys are up to some monkey business. <laughs> That's right. It's better than that night at the opera when you guys fucked in the orchestra pit. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just trying to you've got you work. You're trying people. to keep <laughs> trying to get Marshmallow movies in there. By oh, orchestra pit, it. he means your vagine. You just like looking at my coconuts this whole time. <laughs> Why would you have coconuts? Duh. Oh, see, you say nuts, I think. Uh, well, I mean, I'm thinking of, like, mel- oh, whatever. I was melons. thinking of larger, Melt-o-ger. but coconuts would actually be the size. If you have coconut-sized nuts, that'd be really scary. There was a club owner <laughs> who pulled me aside outside. And he goes, I was like, how you been, Jack? I was like, so what, you, did, are you, did, you, did you grow up rich, or did you, want, did you work for your money? He goes, well, Brian, I grew up, with, I, I, had, I had these really large testicles. I was like, what? Because I've had, I have really big balls. I had really big balls, and then and it just like everything hurt, and I I was like, "You're serious?" He goes, "Yeah." I was like, "All right." So then I had to have a surgery, and I, and then I now you know now I have a this place, and I had surgery, and now life is better now. But I grew up, you know, I grew up in a really angry way, and I I wasn't the best, and I was just like, "This guy's telling me he had giant balls." <laughs> you just asked him if he was rich, and he goes, "You know, speaking of money, I had huge balls." That's what I thought was he was doing, and then when he and then he just made up a story with it. But I think he just really had giant balls, and he was answering me that because I asked him if he got rich on his own or did he was he born rich? Like, but but like, how did, like, what did like that have to do with? Admission. Did he sell his balls, yeah, and like, that's he, how he made his money? I think charged that, his admission to him. I see, he's trying to say he worked his way up the ladder. Oh, that boy. he's like I, I you know for the longest time I wasn't doing much, and now I'm you know now I'm trying to make because his for balls him. were weighing him for down. His family, <laughs> yeah, for his family. I swear to God. <laughs> I want to ask what club owner this is. Uh, but I kind of want to say it. I don't think I would. If the guy said it to me in confidence, but until he rebooks me, then I'm going to come back out here. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, some clubs you're like, can you just maybe promote? Uh, oh, just you know, promote. that's like, look, just I'm, a flyer. Anything. Like 50 bucks. Pay a kid a flyer, put them on windows. I know. What do we do? It's like the club owners, ex- and, and look, I know that as a comic now, there's a, I, th- there is a certain responsibility to do some of our own self-promotion, especially with social not media. Not all, yeah. But not, yeah, not all of it. Like, they, they just put, they, it's they, your marketplace. You know what sells around here. Yeah. You know, you you know what the radio... You should be able to mention it on your sites and then call it a day. Like, a lot of, a lot of comedy club websites for these, like, CMB rooms, they just put, like, the big headliner was coming up in two months right on the main page. Right. Yeah. So people go and they go, oh, Jimmy Walker's coming in two months. Let's go see Jimmy Walker. Right. And then, then you have to find the calendar link to find out who's actually there. Yeah. Like, no, I know what you mean. Like, uh, look, I'm, and I'm not saying that I'm at any level to where I'm, you know, recognizable, well, they, but I've done things it, that people they, they don't recognize. know what's there because they're not showing them. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. exactly. Like, there, there are some guys that it's tougher to promo for because they have, like, 
you know, no experience or no credits. Doesn't matter. And that's, that's like that CD room Put thing. Put a link to them for five minutes on YouTube. For the video or something. Or call the radio station and say, how much would you charge for to have my comic on for five minutes? Exactly. That's exactly. It. Or, you know, we'll give you a, a year-end pass to come anytime you want. Just so, saying. Yeah. yeah. Just one day a week. Anyway. Like, I just did the... Um, but Chico once... I'm oh, sorry. Eh. What were you going to say? I should say, do you ever work uh, Fantasy Springs, the improv buds room? No, they offered me a week, but I was unavailable. That was it, recently. Yeah, I just did it. We just got back uh, a couple days ago. Like, was, it's an easy. It's a Friday, Saturday. And when you close, you go in, you go down Thursday night because they have you do five radio shows and one TV show set Friday morning to promote hmm. the weekend. Until somebody screws that up. Well, knock on wood, nobody won't. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that, like, they do it right. right. You know, they, they have their, uh, their ducks in a row and everything is, you know, the the, the 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 DJs are all good. They know how to work with comics and yeah. everything. It's really it's really good setup. To me, it's like if you get me in there for five minutes during the news, then they're like, don't just sit there and ask me about my credits. I'm tired of some, telling the same Pam Anderson story and the same right. Conan O'Brien story. You know, just let me sit there for the news and for ten minutes, and then you know, right. and your radio show will be funny, extra funny, because it already is funny. It'll be funny with It'll me. Be be, yeah, and then yeah, the club will do good. So exactly. Just, I, just, can we just better? I guess. Those, every radio station has been burned by a bad comic. Oh, you hear the stories all the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we used to do it, but then uh, fucking so-and-so was drunk in the air. Or, you know, no, they or he just through. left, you know. Yeah, or just like, God, there was a story of um, a, at a radio station in uh, Miami that I do a lot where, who was it? Um, well, you want to badmouth the person? Well, it, it's on the air. It already happened. Uh, but it was, um, oh, who was a guy from Mad TV? Ari Spears. Mm-hmm. Apparently pissed these guys like set the, the guys were joking or something and Aries got offended and just walked out huh, and so then the guys really. were like well fuck him and they started just shit talking him on the air wow. and Aries apparently heard it turned around came back to the station and had this all out like uh, blow up on the air with him how did they let him back in the station God. it's gonna make good radio either way yeah but that's not they wouldn't let him back into the station. They did. It must have been a small station. No, it's a pretty big station. Maybe he didn't fully get out of the building. Oh, maybe he didn't get. He's out like, of the in, like hearing it through the window. No, I heard that he was in his car and turned around. Well, a lot of the last stories change, you know. That's true. So crazy. That Red Fox story that you told, I actually heard initially. He said, "I ain't playing for no motherfucking fifty motherfucking people," and then walked off. Well, I heard, "Ah, uh, fuck this." Interesting. Yeah. Stories change. And I heard he had a, a cat with a gun. Cat with a gun. Cat with a gun. I heard that too. Tunes's. <laughs> Tunes's. She looks what, like Tunes's. What was An like angry, your angry Tunes's? And she's coming at you with her gun. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to give the cliche one, but I'm always curious. What was who was your like stand up uh, like influences? George Carlin was the big one. Really? I, when I, well, the story is when I was young, I'm, I'm thinking Jesus Christ, ten. I was taken to see Bill Cosby at Harris in Atlantic City. Oh yeah! And at that age, I was able to to laugh out loud at the jokes just as hard as everybody else was. And I remember an old man sitting behind me laughing just as hard as me. And I was like, I, I took notice of that. And I was like, Wow, he this can you imagine? You know, I was in wonder about this new world called stand-up comedy through Bill Cosby. And then in fifth grade, I just uh, playing with your head came out on HBO with George Carlin. Right. And I loved it. I never. That that's to me is still my favorite comedy special of all time. I don't care, because that's the one that made me want to be a comic. And yeah. I just watch that going. I can. I want to do this. I want to do this. Which one is that called again? I'm sorry. Playing with your head. No. I think it was like his fifth special, something like that. It was when he really got observational for a while. 
Yeah. You know, and it was this comeback after, like, being almost kicked out of the 70s. Almost saying that it was 80s, George Carlin was done. Right. That's how he felt people felt. So he's reinventing himself. So he just changed and became observational. And uh, it was it's a really good special. That made me, and then I found, then, uh, then after that, I went and looked him up, and me and my friend found old Occupation Fool, old Class Clown, uh, you know, and then I started, then I grew up, then I went back and looked at Carnegie Hall. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and the well, Car- Carnegie uh, came out after or before? Uh- Car- it was Carnegie, uh, it was Carnegie Hall, and then it was campus, and then it was, I think, Playing With Your Head. Oh, okay. So there was a big break between campus and Playing With Your Head. So I went back and watched campus and, uh, uh, Carnegie Hall because I was I was really young when it came out. My family didn't let me watch them. I only saw glimpses of it, especially Carnegie Hall. But campus, I remember, he does that ten minute bit about driving. It's fantastic. He way he would take a subject and said, "Well, if I'm gonna do if I'm gonna do a driving joke, I want to do all the driving jokes." So he just went and found every driving joke you could think of, and I think of them every time I drive. I thought of one today. You know, when, I haven't seen that when you forget the cars in reverse at a red light, and you start waving at people, you know, because you, you went a little bit over the line, so you go in reverse, and then you're waiting at the red light, and you don't remember your cars in reverse. And he starts waving at people like, ah, you know, like he's listening to his music. There's a, there's a big tragedy. <laughs> Moments away, a big tragedy. You have no idea. And then he drives, <laughs> he drives a little bit in reverse. And then it's just, you know, every time you pull up to a red light, and, and you got to figure out, all right, which one of these assholes is the really f- fast motherfucker in this group? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Who to get behind? He had everything. And it was like you had the made fun of the door being too opened. Oh. And you couldn't get in because you have 18 groceries at a top hat. How do you get inside the car? Ah, it was great stuff. Did you ever get to meet him? No, I know you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was in uh, the comedy cellar in New York is open no matter what. Thanksgiving, Easter, every Jewish holiday, it's fucking open. 9-11? Actually, it opened, I think, the next day. Wow. With a generator for power. Yeah. Or maybe it opened the night. I don't know. I was in L.A., but this is what I hear. Okay. That they hooked up a generator and they did shows, you know. And I wonder if it it was the night of. I wouldn't put it past them. They are. It's impressive. But I don't think they, they took money. For 9/11, they're not like that. They they were just like it's a part of the it's a it's a part of the community. Oh yeah yeah, no, the <clears throat> cellar's great. Yeah, but so, uh, so you were there in Carlin. Yeah, so the one time they were closed, it was for a roast for a dishwasher who was going back to Egypt. So they were doing this roast, and the audience was welcome to come, but they they told me ahead of time it's a roast, so you're not gonna really you know they're gonna be making fun of each other, and it's one of the funniest roasts I've ever been, and I remember. It was a comic who got a little fat. Nobody had seen him in a long time. And Nick DiPaolo was like, Jesus, what's Joe's diet? Lasagna and birthday cake? (laughs) 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 It just made me laugh. So anyway, so I'm outside. And George Carlin is standing out there. And he's like wondering where where the hell is the the Barker, where the hell is anybody. And he's got his girlfriend with him. And I was like, shit, he he wants to get on stage. And he doesn't know. He doesn't know it's a roast. So, uh, how do I do this? You know, uh, what, how, how, and then if he doesn't know it's a roast, and then the, you know, how, what's, are they going to stop the roast and just let Carlin perform in this awkward atmosphere where there's people sitting on a dais? You know, like, how is this going to happen? I don't want to be the one. This is not how I want to meet him. Right. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm just, I guess, I'm just watching the roast. 
you know, it's my one of my clubs, but I'm not. Like, I didn't want to approach him like that, so I just, I, I chose to not say anything. And when he died, I was like, motherfucker, I missed my opportunity, because you know. But I'm sure he heard it from everybody. What was I going to tell him? That was any any different than what any comic who's ever lived has told him. I'll tell the you the reason he, I do this. He was appreciative of every comic that did it. Yeah. Like um, I heard stories that a comic met him on a plane. And, you know, gave him the, you know, your inspiration, you're the reason, blah, blah, blah. And Carlin came back and talked to him. I heard another one. Wow. Somebody sent him a, C, like a CD or, a, or something. And Carlin called them and told them uh, or, or left them a note saying McComic and blah, blah, blah. But whatever, Carlin called the guy. Right. That's I awesome. To, I told you my story. Carlin. Yeah. Uh, was, <laughs> I, think of it, I think of it a lot. Yeah. I like yeah. the story. Yeah. Carlin. Uh, what do you call I, you? An ostrich? Oh, oh, that one, yeah, yeah. We called you an ostrich on ass. Uh, like ostrich on PCP. <laughs> but then he didn't And, and like then he wasn't sure what was yeah. funnier, PCP or angel dust. Like just, <laughs> I like that. He's wondering about it. Yeah, actually, He's like, I, I still want the quote to be the funniest, because he asked if yeah, he could use it as a quote. He's like, yeah, I think, uh, I think PCP is funnier than angel dust. Yeah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> nah, he was really cool, man. Like, I, there was one time I opened for him in a theater, and I, he was, I think I told you this, he was lying down in his green room watching CNN, and I... Just saw him in there. I peeked in. I go, hey, George. He goes, oh, hey, hey, Flip, give me a second. I'm just watching this. I go, oh, no, no, whatever. And left him alone, went to my little room and going over my set. And then five minutes later, he pops in. Hey, man, how you doing? Sorry, I was watching that. What's going on? How are you? Uh, so yeah. Like, just like my really God, that cool, genuine so much guy. fun. Yeah. I envy you. Yeah, he was my favorite. Absolute favorite. I could see that. I could see that yeah. in your act, man. You definitely shades of Carlin with the observations yeah. and the. Uh, and it's yeah, I, it's it's confusing. Well, he was first of all, he was a thousand times uh, a better uh, professional writer than anything. You know, he turned down material so fast. So I hate to compare myself in any way to him, but if you look at my act, it's the the little act outs and the performance parts are totally. Uh, definitely him inspired, and my older material is definitely inspired by him. And then I think if you look at my act, it's kind of like. A bad version of Cosby and Carlin combined. You know what I mean? Because Cosby always talked about things everybody likes. And somebody wrote in my Conan video on YouTube, like, why does he do edgier stuff? And I'm just like, eh, I do, but I don't like it. It's Conan. Right. You know, but it's like, I'm definitely a combination of like, hey, here's some things that bother all of us. Uh, you know, and they're universal. In other words, I don't, it's not a joke about FedEx. I can do it in, I can do it in England. Right. I can do it in fucking Sweden. Dude, the, the, the bit. And yet there's like shit about, you know, religion and edginess there. Your bits about sneezing. Yeah. And the uh, male versus female orgasm are two, oh. I think, of the best bits I've heard. Thanks, like, man. Honestly, that means a lot. No, I'm serious. Like, that, the, the male, female, it's like you watch it going, God damn, that's fucking brilliant and mm -hmm. hilarious. Thanks, my friend. And how the hell did I never see that? <laughs> you know? ah, thank you, buddy. No, I mean it. No, I wish I knew lot. that, but I know the sneezing bit, but I don't think I know the male and female organ. It's, oh, it's, it's uh Oh, well, I'm not going to make him do the bit on No, well, it's, 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 it's all over it. online. It's about yeah. how uh, when a woman comes, it sounds like she's walking up the stairs. And when a man comes, it sounds like he's falling down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, but this is a whole act out. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But that's great. Yeah. Well, speaking of oh, men and wow. women coming, <laughs> it's now time for a little part of the show. <laughs> okay. Called talk about movies with Brian Stone because I no. I'd like to do that again. No, but we could do that some more. Good. Maybe off the air. But this is a little show called it's the Skippy Green Show. Green okay, Skippy Show. Brian, Brian Scalaro. Skippy, how are you? Oh my God, I'm. I've been. Uh, I've been better. I've What's had. Uh, don't. Uh, my pancreas. What's wrong with your pancreas? I can't find it. 
<laughs> Can't. I don't know where I left it. I oh, really? It. I sold it while I drugged you. The night. Listen, did you check the little dish? At, uh, some, when I shave the little soap dish, sometimes I leave it there. Johnny Dangerous. That's okay. good. Good job. Uh, <laughs> and he sneaks in a quote to Skippy. In character. <laughs> I wrote that movie. You kidding me? I wrote it once. Once. <laughs> All right, Brian. Here's yeah. how this goes. You ready? Yeah, right. I'm going to ask you a question. All right. You got to answer the question uh-huh. in ten words exactly. Oh. Not eleven. No. Not so nine. I, so it's going to be silent when I count. Well, here's the no. thing. Fingers McGee. <laughs> We'll keep track of your words, all right? I mean, I like to think of it ahead of time, but all right. You can think of it ahead of time. Okay. The, the, we give everybody about a 10-second buffer to get their thoughts in order, okay. unless you're really good on the spot. I don't know. Well, I'm not definitely. Okay, okay good. Well, you take your spinach, Popeye, and here's your... Uh, here we go. You ready? Here's your question. I'm ready. If you... That's two. <laughs> could fuck... Mm-hmm. Theme. <laughs> to the soundtrack uh-huh. of any 80s movie, uh-huh. what would it be and why? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. That doesn't count. 80s movie. You know what? I'll open a little to any movie. Any movie. It's a shame. Mm. Is that the beginning of your answer? <laughs> no, I'm still thinking. That was not what I was expecting. The soundtrack. Got to think of now. I'm on the pressure of how to come up with a joke. It doesn't yeah. have to be funny. It doesn't have to be funny. Okay, it felt like just Twitter has to be ten it. words. It felt like Twitter. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is Twitter. <laughs> uh, shit. I'm having. I'm having uh, my brain shut. Is it easier to narrow it down to a decade? No, I, I'm trying to think of a funny movie soundtrack. Doesn't it, you could say you fucked to the soundtrack of somewhere in time? <laughs> I would. Count it off. I would love to fuck to the damn it. Do you want to start over? Yeah. You can start over I now. would love to. You could just answer. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I would love to. No, I would love to. That's the same. I no. I'd fuck. To the soundtrack of the movie Red Dawn. Nice. That was great. There was no why in that answer, by the That's way. That's what I was going to say. You could just start with the I answer. didn't even hear why. I thought you said what soundtrack. What soundtrack and, and why? why? How am I going to do that in 10, 10 words? You could say Red Dawn because. Red Dawn, Red Dawn because it. Because is one be word, Brian. Real. No. <laughs> Hang on, hang on. Oh, this fucking cat's back. Toots is the killing cat. I'm going to help you. Fingers McGee. I I would love to... No. Red Red. Dawn, because I think it would be really creepy. (laughs) Perfect. There it is. Woo! Ten words. That's great. Woo! You should start learning how to ask words in ten. You should learn when to shut the fuck up. That's what I was saying. Mute. (laughs) No, she's muted. I'm out. Oh no, I'm back on. Yes, yes. Good. It's the Skippy Green Show. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, dude. You're welcome. That was cool. All right.
We're uh, dude. We we've gone over the allotted time. That's wow. how much. Well, that's because we were talking about. I gave you a light, but we're. To, we, I forgot to give you the light. This is uh, this is great. I was a black comic for a second. I can't believe I just that was racist. <laughs> that was not, no, that was true. Hey, Robert Galoom was the monkey. Guillaume. Guillaume. You said Galoom. Galoom. I'm thinking of Galoom how Galoom was the yellow, the yellow blob from Herculoids. Oh my god! I'm the only guy that does a uh, the rhinos the the, uh, the the stegosaurus rhinoceros that used to shoot things out of the top of his head. It's a great show. They happen to make a Herculoids movie. Do you remember Shmoo? He was Shmoo. Shmoo. That was it. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Thundar the Barbarian? Didn't really watch it that much, but yes. Yeah. Wasn't there a Conan the Barbarian? There was a lot of barbarians. Yes, and then Thundar came after. Thundar came after. Thundar. He had like a sword on his wrist. He'd take it off and it'd become like a lightning sword. Yeah. And he had a weird hot chick and some Chewbacca-looking monster. I was him. more of a He-Man, yeah. Oh. Give me the guy with his shirt off, you know what I'm saying? I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. And from this day, I still learned that glass comes from sand. Because mm-hmm. of the episode where he yes. spun the hand. I fucking remember yeah, that yeah. one. And I learned that that's where sand comes from because he makes. Uh, what was Man at Arms' real name? What? Man at Arms. What was his real name? I think Frederick. Nope. I just made that up. <laughs> it's a good call. Good wow. try. He said Duncan. It with a, Duncan. He said it with the kind of fervor that made me fur believe. Fur. Remember the fur furs every Saturday morning at 4 o'clock? The fur furs? I think you meant fervor, honey. I said fervor. Oh, I think you said fervor. No, he just said fervor because oh, I sorry. said fervor. I think you said fervor. I sneezed. No, I said fervor. 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 Come along with the fur furs. Meow meow all day long. How about Monchi Cheese? What's that? Pound puppies I didn't watch. What was it? Monchi Cheese. Monchi Cheese. Monchi Cheese. So fun and cuddly. Yeah. Do you remember Mask? Uh. No, what are you talking about? The movie? No, the cartoon. <laughs> no. The Eric Stoltz. Yeah, the Eric Stoltz cartoon based on the movie. That was rough. Where he, where he fought crime. Yeah. Fought crime with Cher. And crumbs. All he had to do was and just crumbs. show up. I'm sorry, this yeah. is terrible. He was like, hi guys, is this the party? Oh, we're leaving. And then they were like, oh Jesus Christ, we're going to get out of here. It's Take our money. You know, she didn't even know Rocky Dennis was a real person. I had no idea. I thought it was just a movie about a, a, a like, be aware of people are beautiful on the inside and outside. I thought it was just a made up idea yeah no i didn't say i don't think i ever really watched that movie i think i tried to watch it and i was like that guy's got a really giant face and i changed the channel hbo <laughs> yeah oh, it was good. a good movie it was a good movie like not as good as the fur first no, <laughs> no. The they should make a sequel to mask mask 2 he's back and then it's played by uh jimmy kennedy because <laughs> mask 2 yeah. oh got a- <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> excuse me that's right, so where, uh, where can people find you online, man? Oh, uh, yeah, please, briansclaro.com. I have a podcast I would love people to check out. I'm trying to build this listenership. I only have four, uh, 20 episodes so far. and uh, But I did one of them, and it was yeah. a lot of fun. Well, actually, I got rid of those episodes well, and started fuck fresh. yourself then, man. But I saved it, and I'm going to use clips of it. Because cool. I'm going to do like a What's record. the name of the podcast? It's called This Is My Podcast. It's available on allthingscomedy.com, and it's on iTunes. And I'm really proud of it. It's very different. It's not conversations. It's sketches and skits and stuff like that. Oh, that's great, man. And it's like, it's updated humor for like the old radio days, but it's only like 16, 20 minutes long. That's that's great. That's actually that was actually one of my initial ideas. I wanted to do yeah. this. I just didn't have the uh, wherewithal to do it. So I, kudos for you. Man. I just doing things to keep myself busy, and it's like I just that's the stuff I want to hear. And I I know it is. It's not a, everybody wants to hear conversations these days. They want real realism, yeah. you know. But I, I this is the shit I like, and so I'm doing it. Well, you know what? Sometimes the thing that everybody likes becomes too normal, so they want something different again. So right. 
Well, check out This Is My Podcast with uh, Ryan Please, If you like buying comedy albums that are cheap for $10, you can get either one of my albums on iTunes, uh, Brian Scalaro Live at the Comedy Castle, and Sneezes, Farts, and Orgasms. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, I highly, re- I'm, and I'm, I do mean this. You are really one of the comics that I can watch Thank all you. the time. So Thanks I would recommend to everybody go buy Brian's CDs. Thank you. And mine as well. Yeah. And uh, your tour dates are on your site too, right? Yeah. Brian'sCloud.com has everything. Excellent. And uh, AllisonComedy.com. You know mm-hmm. that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Check out Triple Fret, new show with uh, Lana Tri- Turner and uh, Allison Gill. And yourself. And our guitars and myself. And, uh, you got we'll coming up, show coming up in Bray, Bray right? Bray, uh, April 29th. Bray there Improv. You go. Hmm. And, uh, of course, you guys know where to find me, flipisfunny.com, uh, at Flip Schultz on Twitter, what's for dinner podcast.com, at WFD Podcast on Twitter. Please leave a comment on the uh, section in iTunes. We would love to hear what you guys have to say. If you love it, if you hate it, just want to know. And, again, you could check out all my CDs on iTunes. Brian, dude, thanks again thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds.